I did my MBA and I saw the whole world of business and I thought, yeah, this is where I really want to go. Because I was doing okay in the army, but it wasn't really what my calling was. I'm now doing my calling, coaching CEOs right. and boards and leaders and, and individuals and helping them become more inspiring leaders. So that it, it, this is my calling. This is why I was put on the planet. Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, the number one ranked entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, and those aspiring to be so. The aim of this show is to showcase the world's most inspiring and interesting people who've decided to screw it, just do it. We offer 20% inspiration and 80% education, giving you the tools and advice to start, grow, and scale a successful business. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, podcast agency owner with a number one podcast and startup advisor to global startup generator and early stage VC, Antler. Each week, I release two episodes, a Q&A every Wednesday with one of the world's most inspiring figures, plus a solo episode every Saturday where I cover the challenges that all of us are facing as entrepreneurs. Welcome to episode 217 of Screw It, Just Do It. With me, Alex Chisnell. Joining me on today's show is Jonathan Bowman-Perks, former British Army officer, coach to CEOs, motivational speaker, and host of the top three rated podcast, Inspiring Leadership. Now, Jonathan and I met in 2019 at the Festival of Enterprise at the NEC in Birmingham, where we proceeded to get on like a house on fire and Jonathan ended up getting me to help him create and launch his inspiring leadership podcast. So he's had unbelievable success doing this, which you'll hear about. Um, It's had a top three rated management podcast uh, got into the new and noteworthy section on iTunes and his podcast now downloaded in just four months in over 30 countries around the world. So um, I've been keen to get him on for a while. Haven't had a podcast episode, I believe, in the 217 where we've specifically broached the subject of leadership, which strikes me as pretty crazy in hindsight, but it's just ended up that way. So who better to to speak to than um, Jonathan? Now, as I mentioned, he's a former army officer. He coaches high level CEOs. And if you listen to his podcast, he brings inspiring leadership themes and guest interviews twice a week. Um, Cross-section of guests from generals to distinguished SAS officers, CEOs and business leaders. So it appeals right across the board from younger aspiring leaders, entrepreneurs, uh, managers through to CEOs, managing directors, etc. So um, stories of inspiration and failure, top tips and practical leadership advice. So um, really interesting stories that um, Jonathan and I talk about. Um, We've gotten to know each other, become firm friends, but quite a few of the stories um, I didn't know about, uh, as you might have heard in the the quotes uh, to both the trailer and this episode. Um, And I think you're going to get a lot out of this interview without a shadow of a doubt. Before we start up, 
this week's episode um, talking about the Festival of Enterprise. I wanted to let you know, I know a number of you who listen to the show are coming because it is essentially um, a large part of it is a celebration of this show because um, from the 50 plus speakers at Olympia in London, um, most of them have appeared on this show and or at one of our live events over the last uh, three years. Uh, Due to the coronavirus, we have had to push it back, um, but it's not cancelled. It's merely postponed July the 7th and 8th. So if you've got a free ticket, um, it's still valid. If you haven't, go and get yourself one, festivalofenterprise.co.uk. I'm going to be hosting um, a panel each day on the future of marketing, i.e. is it is podcasting the future of marketing? And I'll be joined by um, some really cool guests. And you've got two whole days of not just exhibitors, um, exhibiting th- uh, services and products that you'll need to start and scale a business, but um, 50 plus inspiring um, speakers who will give you practical knowledge and tips on how to grow and scale your business. So we'd love to see you there without a shadow of a doubt. Um, anyone, any of you who've listened to this show, would love to see you there. We'd love to meet you in person. And um, if, again, um, you're looking to start a podcast, then this week we are launching my second cohort. Jonathan was on the first cohort. Um, we are starting the second one. So you get my eight-week course along with eight weekly live and recorded webinars where you get to ask me any single question you want about creating and launching your podcast. So I essentially hold your hand and build it with you. And by the end of it, you've either launched it or you're ready to launch as a number of my students have done so already. So um, honestly, you know what I think of podcasting. I won't talk about it anymore. You'll see uh, the impact it's had on Jonathan. And um, yeah, love to um, help as many of you as possible discover the joys of podcasting, the opportunities it will open uh, into your lives. All you need to do is go to avid.fm forward slash Alex. That's A-V-I-D slash F-M dot A-L-E-X. And without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode with Jonathan Bowman Perks. Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It podcast. I am in London with Jonathan Bowman Perks. Second time I've met you in person. Yeah. First time back at the Festival Lab Enterprise in October. Yeah. Um, remind me then, did you have, when we met physically, did you have the podcast then or was that pre? That was pre-podcast. It was. I thought so. I was just trying yeah. to frame it. Um, so, so our mutual friend David English said, uh, who's a great help. Uh, said, look, person you need to meet is Alex. He, he's a bit of a buff on <laughs> podcasts. And so, yeah, I went to meet you. I'd, I'd been doing um, video recordings for LinkedIn, yep. just me talking to a camera, tips and techniques about inspiring leadership for about a year. But I, I wanted to go onto the audio side and wanted to take it onto Apple and Spotify and all the rest. Mm. And, and you got me going. That's right. I was just trying to remember when we met. Had we started then, or was that so? Okay, so that was pre-start. But you're now probably coming up to episode fifty, aren't you? Yeah, it's a month five. Yeah, and uh, we, we began by just doing one a week, but then I said, let's let's blow it. Let's go for two a week. 
And, and that does, it does ramp up logarithmically when you go to two. Yeah. It's a lot of, a lot more preparation, but actually people then get the bug. They want, they want to hear the, the episodes. Mm. Have you, have you thought, um, you're going to do anything special for like episode 50 or are you thinking I'm going to save that oh. for episode 100? I hadn't thought of that actually. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I should. Maybe I should. And uh, certainly maybe episode 100. But I, I, do, I do think um, people are really finding they love it. And they particularly love it because it's not about me. It's about the people I interviewed. Yeah, like exactly. The same. You're giving them a platform. Yeah. 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 I, said, I, I even saw on, I think it was monday that you were number 14 in switzerland and i was oh, like great oh, i've arrived add that to the european tour list yeah I've yeah arrived. i was like what's going on in switzerland yeah it is so fascinating <laughs> you you asked me a while ago what happens in australia something's happening in australia yeah and uh, there's a couple of real fitness buffs um and they were you know olympic uh, weightlifter and people like that who were friends of my brother-in-law jeff dovey and and he passed on to them ah. so and, and it was uh is it what's his name is it uh Paul Smith? No, was it the guy who's who's done? It's not a dart book. What's, what's he called? Um, I know who you mean. Yeah, not not Joe Wicks or someone like no, that. No, no. okay. Oh, but anyway, he's got a red T-shirt. He's got on. It's not a dart book. But yeah. anyway, he, he was supporting it as well. So it's quite nice. So that way, it surged in Australia. Yeah. So there's there's reasons that you you can never quite understand until you get the background to. Interesting. And um, when you had just the LinkedIn. Um, posts for your inspiring leadership program. That was also a YouTube channel, correct? Um, I didn't really use it on YouTube. It was, but I hadn't advertised it to anybody. Okay. Um, and I find so, for example, the other day, um, Martin Williams, the CEO of uh, M and Gaucho restaurants, I interviewed him the other day, and his series is yet to come on the podcast, but I uploaded it onto YouTube and told him I had and he shared it with his mates and like sort of 350 people then watch it on YouTube yeah so brilliant. I haven't yet pushed the YouTube channel but it's there with all the past 100 recordings that I've done mm. so people quite like going into that some people just like yeah. watching the videos and do you have the subtitles on there at the moment yeah you do it uh, so yeah. I give it a title I give it a, a, a podcast episode number and then t talk a bit about them and I try and keep it about 180 words because people don't want to read masses but they are no. interested in who the person is and what makes them tick and mm. Uh, you know, I think you were talking to me, you know, what are the connections? So quite a few of the CEOs uh, have lost parents and, and friends. Uh, and that's driven them to uh, make enough money for themselves. Perhaps they were impoverished mm. uh, as when they're small. Or they've come from tough backgrounds and gone from private soldier to general, yeah. which is quite exceptional. Mm. Um, so there's some, some and, and there's a common theme of they've got to have humility if they're, okay. if they're really up themselves. Doesn't go down well with the listeners or me, actually. Um, Have you had many of those? No. You've been lucky. I don't ask them on. No. Um, and when you started, um, what was the aim of the videos and meeting and talking with? Yeah. Because you've got a mix of people from military background through to CEOs of yeah. big corporate businesses. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, the whole, the whole theme of it is inspiring leadership. It's sort of paying it forward. So I, um, my, my father, when he was alive, had the motto, don't die with the music still in you. It's not his motto, but it was one he picked up. And, um, and paying it forward. And I'm a great believer that I've been lucky to have some fabulous leaders who've brought me on, mentored me, coached me. 
uh, and I want to pay it forward by sharing others' wisdom and experiences so people can change and improve them, their own leadership, wherever mm. they might be, and be more inspiring themselves. Yeah. And what, what kind of feedback um, have you had? Because I'm, I'm assuming since you've launched a podcast five months ago and, and seeing, um, for, for those listening, there's a couple of episodes, episode 26 and episode 32. Episode 26 definitely was what I would call a bit of virality yeah. going on there with like over a thousand likes and a couple of hundred comments. And then episode 32, um, it was a percentage of that. Again, you, you, you had hundreds and hundreds of likes and a hundred and something comments, which yeah. to me is like, you, you rarely see that on a LinkedIn post unless it's some massive thought leader to me. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. So can you remember who was on those? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Lieutenant General Tim Evans, uh, who'd served in both the SAS and the SBS, which is unique, I think, hmm. to have done, to been OC of the special boat squadron and, uh, a, uh, troop commander in the SAS in war. Um, and, and Tim has this humility is a, is a small guy, wiry, uh, wiry chap, not these big, big, uh, huge giants. He's something get in the SAS, but just a really fine leader. And, it spread among the special forces community and they went, this is Tim, he's fucking good. Um, and, and they just spread it among themselves right. and, and re, reposted it. And, mm. and they all went, yeah, I remember him. He was a great Rodney. Uh, and you know, he began at the bottom as a private soldier, uh, learning with the Toms in a, in a barrack room. And he knew what it was like to be a private soldier. Mm. And now he's become a Lieutenant General, you know, one of the almost the top roles in the army, yeah. but he never forgot his beginnings and so he'd willingly do that whether it be swimming out to an oil rig with the SBS and climbing up with a 60 pound pack on his back uh, with a carabiner hooking on so you don't fall off because yeah. your arms get so tired right can you imagine the ladders all the way to mm. the top of an oil rig yeah great stories he had yeah I bet and the best stories were the ones he couldn't we couldn't tell on the radio of course uh, always the, radio the radio. way oh yeah always yeah. the way and um what kind of comments did you 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 have from that? Can you remember the types of yeah. types of comments? Yeah, had? it was really acknowledgement of the leader, they, they, the respect they had for him, and also the, the sort of practical, down to earth tips on being an inspiring leader. That that he and the other one was James ba Lieutenant General James Bashel Parrot. That was the one. Yeah, and James and I did PCAM with the Parrot training together, and it was it was good enough for him to say it was his second attempt because on the log race he'd got exhausted and fallen off the log and uh, slightly injured, but he just said, I wasn't quite fully ready for it. Hmm. So they gave him a week and then he was back on our course right from the beginning. Oh, did oh the whole God. lot again. Wow. And and we became great lifelong friends. And to see him make Lieutenant General and be blown up by a roadside bomb in, in Basra on his way in by one of Soleimani's off-route mines. Uh, but he luckily lived because his vehicle was slightly higher than the Land Rovers. It would have killed him otherwise. He took out his fuel tank and he was then in a firefight, but he couldn't go anywhere because his fuel tank was missing. Wow. So as a brigade commander, that's quite uh, unexpected on your first day on operations. <laughs> I bet. Was, it, was he injured or was he? He was okay. He was, was he? Okay, yeah, yeah. They won the firefight. But, but good engagement, good... Oh, good um, engagement. People just... They particularly were going, I serve with him. This is mm. a great leader. And this is why I try with it. I got a lot of CEOs on and a couple of Lord Mayors. And, and um, you know, people like even Nathan Newton Willington, who's a personal trainer, mm. age 30, and he started women-only gym in Grantham. Uh, Nathan was very honest about beginning life at 17, as, as, a, as he described himself, obese. Mm. And, and he really turned things around, lost a lot of weight, 
is a six foot four guy. He's done a great job. So it's a real mixture of people, but it's always a case that others recommend them. I don't want someone saying, I'm good. Uh, I want to sell myself. Can uh-huh. I come on your program? Yeah. Thank you. No, I've turned a lot of people down because I want others to recommend them. They say, I work for this woman and she like at um, Emirates Airlines with Dr. Catherine. Yep. Baird. You know, she was, she was really inspiring. And people said, look, she's a, she's a truly inspiring leader. You need her on there. And then she recommends somebody else. Yeah. That goes on. I was going to say, have you noticed? I noticed with most people that I've, I've I've helped with a podcast that once you get going and you get a bit of traction, you get a bit of momentum. It doesn't take long before people start actually suggesting themselves. And some of the emails are quite amusing in that how much they're promoting themselves. Um, I, I literally had one on the on the train on the way up, and you're kind of going, "Why would I want to?" Yeah. And I'm not dissuading people from yeah. uh, wanting to come on the show, but I think you've you've got to have a, uh, a pretty good story yeah. to do so. Yeah, um, and, and it's really got to come from other people like um, Nusha Paris, who's the VP in American Express. She recommended Martin Williams in Gaucho because she'd sort of seen his business and her husband knew him and said, look, this guy's doing amazing work. And, and so that's, I, I like those kind of connections where people go, this person, of all the people I know, this is, this woman is the most inspiring. Mm. And interesting in the men and women, it's the the women underplaying, no, no, I'm not inspiring, but but yeah. she is. So yeah. they'll, they'll pass on to somebody else, go, no, 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 I, I, I've come to you because a number of people have said you're inspiring. Mm. Oh, well, that's very nice, but oh, I'm not sure. You know, and the, the, they just need a bit more confidence to be on there. Yeah, but, yeah, but absolutely. Interesting. I mean, it's, it's funny, like when I did my, uh, I think it was the last physical workshop that I did for people wanting to start a podcast. And each time I've done one, it's been like 80, 85% female. Um, but what was interesting that came out of that is that um, females from, you know, all sorts of different backgrounds, but a lot of them were saying they'd just come back from maybe having given birth and had a period of, of time off employment and the confidence wasn't there and they wanted to find their own voice and they saw podcasting as a way into doing that as opposed to maybe video, which is, you know, look at me, here I am, it's a bit more, yeah. you know, up close and personal, but you kind of hide behind the audio and I thought that was quite interesting. I never kind of foresaw nice. that, that it would be so slanted towards a female and there was a lot of that and and it wasn't me referencing this it was it was one of the people on the show on the on the course who said um started talking about imposter syndrome and all of the other females could could relate to that yeah and and i know lee is sort of preparing herself mentally for starting her own podcast uh inspiring uh women leaders and your other half you're yeah good, you're better my, my wife yeah the, yeah. the, the far the far smarter <laughs> it is and and she's just got to build her confidence up and, and build a series of interviews and then she'll get ready to get going mm. and um results that you you've had i know have been um you know i referenced like the the linkedin posts and it's interesting i was watching um, a piece on linkedin this week uh from an interview a chap called stephen bartlett who has um uh, his, his own podcast, his agency, uh, Social Chain, um, and his uh, podcast called Diary of a, a CEO. But he was saying on the interview, and they've got all of the stats from having a you know international agency, that it was something like 75% of um, the way podcasts build are 75% are through referrals. Mm. You could do all the social media marketing, email marketing you want in the world because 
it's such an intimate form of media compared to just looking at a screen all the time. You've got someone between your ears, yeah. you know, listening to them, that it's more likely that someone will say, have you heard of this podcast? And I thought that yeah. was interesting. And obviously, as we both know, um, once you get into a chart, you get visibility and people are literally scrolling through for new stuff to listen to. And, and you get the recommendations at the bottom. If you like this podcast, you'd also like this one. And I'm sure we, we've all benefited from from that kind of effect. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I saw, I, I can't remember how long it was, but you know, not too much into your your journey. You had a number one, uh, top five podcast. Was it like number two, number three, yeah, something yeah, like that? Right, and, yeah. and like yeah. a whole bunch of different countries, like Italy, France, yeah. Switzerland, it's Australia. It's a, real, it's a real journey. And so, in some ways, um, the, the competitive part of me kept sort of looking at that and, and um, trying to sort of chase the... Um, Chase the ace, but, it's but I, I stopped doing that. I just thought yeah. I, I just I just interview really interesting people who who've got honest stories to tell, and can be vulnerable enough to open up about their faults and their mistakes as well. Yeah. Um, so that other people can go. Me too. Yeah, I, I can relate to that. Mm. And so I, I just don't worry about. What, no, it's a dangerous sure. game, I, I think. think so. Otherwise, I think so. it's that whole thing of like you, you know you how many for the wrong reason. It's, exactly. It, my purpose is to is to pay it forward so other people can become better leaders. And if in the process they go, do you know what? That's really interesting. Would you coach me, or could you come and work with my exec team, mm. or come and speak? Then that's exactly what I'd like. Yeah. But if they've got something from it, great. Good on it. Yeah. And do you find, because I certainly do, that I take something from pretty much every single interview oh, yeah. that I've done. Uh, and what's the interesting thing, and, and, and you said you're, you're doing this too now, I do the monthly review. Mm. Uh, and and what, month one, two, three, I'm just on month four. Um, and I find I then have to listen to the whole recording again, which sometimes can be 40 minutes, um, of each of those eight people. And I go, do you know what? I interviewed them, but I didn't hear that. Yeah, 100%. So yeah. so in podcasts, it's it's often, and I, I find when I'm listening to other good podcasters, I might, if I find a good series, I was listening to Joe Rogan and his interview with Edward Snowden. I'm interested in like electronic warfare background with mm. the whole thing of GCHQ and spying and eavesdropping. I found it a really good interview. And, and I had to replay and, and listen again to some bits because you, you easily miss it. You, think, you do. I thought I heard it, mm. but you were checking out. Yeah. What other podcasts um, do you listen to then? You said like Joe Rogan. Do you look yeah. in your niche or do you look outside of that? Because I know you're into like your health and your fitness and mindfulness. Health and fitness and interests me. Food. Um, food, not so much. I mean, just I, I, I listen to a lot of audio books uh, for that. I want to get the sort of experts who, who will give me that, that I can listen to the, the full package of it. But I, I do like the Daily Stoic is, is my yes. favorite by Ryan Holiday. Mm -hmm. um, and I listen to yours as well. Very so, good. We appreciate that. Um, and tell, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, so you've got lengthy background in the forces. Yeah. How did you first get into that? Was that from school age? Yeah. Whilst you were so, still in school? Wow. So, um, yeah, joined the army at about to 18. Uh, I went through the army uh, Welbeck College, which was a sixth form finishing school really, sort of getting people prepared for the technical arms. Um, my father was fleet air arm, fast jet pilot, killed when I was three, and I wanted to emulate my father and and, and be like him, albeit not in the Navy, and, and, and I wasn't good enough to be a pilot, but I certainly wanted to be an officer. I, I knew like, like him, I wanted to serve and lead. Mm -hmm. And I, I do like the whole thing about giving service to your country yeah. and doing something for the benefit of others. 
Um, so yeah, 20 years, uh, great career, lots of fun, airborne and um, with the Royal Signals and spying on the Russians and electronic warfare and being assistant to the head of the army as his bag carrier, as his aide-de-camp and, and Staff College and things like that, where I met a lot of the people I've interviewed at Staff College who've done, gone on to do far better than me. Um, and then I did my MBA and I saw the whole world of business and I thought, yeah, this is where I really want to go. Because I was doing okay in the army, but it wasn't really what my calling was. I'm now doing my calling, coaching CEOs right. and boards and leaders and, and individuals and helping them become more inspiring leaders. So that it, it, this is my calling. This is why I was put on the planet. Interesting. And, and when, was there a realization or was it a oh, yeah. series of no, things? No, there was, was, uh, you, you talked about joining the dots going back. Mm. Um, I, I went to Santa's to be one of the instructors. So this was a great prestigious job and you were there with the best of the best. And I went back to the 30 year reunion of my uh, other fellow instructors. We were called the louts because we always behaved so badly when we got together <laughs> partying in loutish behavior. And um, so I sent there, I thought I was really, I was pleased myself. I'd had an outstanding report. And my first year report there was, was average. And I went, oh, what do you mean I'm average? I've never got average before. And, and so I had a bit of a crisis of confidence. So, and I thought, I wonder what my father was like, you know, who knew my father when he was a, an officer? What, did, what qualities did he have? And so I wrote to the Fleet Air Officers Association, anybody knew Commander Paul Perks killed 1964, Changi, write to his son, Jonathan, wants to know more about the man he never knew. And I got lovely letters, 30 of them from all over the world, from admirals and other people, telling hilarious stories about my father, but also how um, he died saving other people. And I invited about four of them to Santos to have lunch with me. We were sort of well into lunch and the guy sitting where you're sitting said, uh, Jonathan, your father bought my ticket. I said, what do you mean? He said he died in my airplane. He was test flying my airplane, my Buccaneer no. Mark One, which was underpowered and had faults. And it killed him. It should have killed me. And he should be here having lunch with you. And I should be dead. Wow. And I said, how long have you been carrying that? He said, 30 years. Wow. I said, well, look, as his son, let it go. Yeah. It's a choice he made. And then the other guy said, I was your father's navigator. He banged me out and saved my life. And like Goose in Top Gun, he got sent to the tailpiece by his ejector seat, misfired and sent him to the tailpiece and killed him at 200 miles an hour. And uh, he said, he, he, he saved my life. He said, so you can be a victim, poor me, single parent, mm. single parent family, three, you and two brothers, and everything goes wrong is because you've got no dad. Or he said, you can make your father your inspiration. Look for other men and women mm. who are inspiring, learn from them, pass it on, pay it forward so others can benefit. And that's why I'm here with you doing what I'm doing. That's an amazing story. I didn't know that before. Mm. Wow. And that, that's amazing that you, did you say how many people had replied from that? About 30. Wow. Years all later. over the world. Yeah, from 30 years. That's a lot, years. I think. I think it's it, an awful lot. Yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. selected a number of them to... I just, I, I, those close. who were close by and yeah. abroad, I said, you know, come and have some lunch with me. And they came. And, and I met my father's peers. It was really special, particularly my father's navigator, mm. Commander Bill White. Were you nervous? Uh, well, oh, no, I was just excited, excited to, to, learn, yeah. to learn about my father. I wanted to know about my father, you know, what was he like as a man? How did he behave? Mm. And, you know, they all said, truly inspiring man, really cared for people. He, he led by example. You know, he used to fly so low, the other pilots would say, lower, 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 and they're behind him, and they'd literally almost be sucking salt water into their jet engines, going, oh, this is really dangerous. And then going off, going off aircraft, I went on the HMS Prince of Wales in Liverpool this weekend, I'm part of the goldsmiths company. We went uh, as guests of the captain, Darren. And um, 
it was amazing. There's a whole load of people there. This huge aircraft carrier, and he said, uh, he said you could have fitted two and a half of your father's aircraft carrier in this aircraft carrier. It's wow. massive. Hmm. But in his day, he had to land with a, a, a restor wire. Yeah, yeah. And they were landing on some of the size of a tennis court. Really? And they had with a huge jet, and they had to land really quickly. Otherwise, they'd go off the far end, and the ship would sail over them. Yeah. Literally, go off the top end of it, and the ship Highly would Highly skilled. Oh, so many of them died. Really? So, yeah, really? so many of them died. How old was your father when he... 35 when he was killed. Okay, so a really young yeah, man. Yeah, really, really young. And mm. I've got his hat here, which fits. Ah. Just, just, just behind. Here we are at the... the... Jonathan's uh, A-board slash poster. And this and is hanging behind him. There you go. Yeah. See? That's what he was wearing the day he was killed. No way. Yeah. But they recovered. So they kept it and they, they, they cast it onto me. And yeah. So I've kept it. It's quite special. Absolutely. And how long ago was it that you met um, his peers then? Oh, gosh. Uh, 30 years ago. 30 years ago. 30 years ago. Okay. So it was really from that moment that I decided I wanted to sort of do more leadership development, be a better leader myself, mm-hmm. learn from my mistakes. I keep making loads of them. They're always different, I hope, if I'd make <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Ones, so that's not so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and also just picking out inspiring men and women who are really interesting and different and quirky, mm. which is why it's quite nice having, you know, okay, so CEOs and managing directors interest me and their executive teams, but, but a whole cross-section of different people. And I particularly find that the best military leaders when they go into business are really good. Some of them can be okay, yeah. but, but really good leaders. And it's not that combat leadership experience is directly applicable. It's just general serve to lead, loyalty, honesty, integrity. All the stuff that I, I wrote about in my book, Inspiring Leadership, and in the top tips for inspiring leaders, they, those things about your, you know, your health and well-being and stuff like that, really mm. important. Yeah. Um, and anything, it's interesting, is it? Cause uh, now I kind of feel like the circle has been joined. So I, I get the full relevance of you now having this platform and, um, I didn't know all of it before. So that's really good. I really like that. The fact that mm. you've got that and it's a calling it's, it's not a, yeah. it, it's a vocation. This is, this is why I, I found meaning and purpose in my life mm. in helping others. So these free podcasts, you know, will benefit people in you know, 50, 100 countries, wherever they might be, that and they can take it away. For all time, I mean, that's what I love about this medium is the fact that you are leaving a legacy yourself. It will always be there. It's not owned by a private company like Facebook yeah. or um, LinkedIn or whoever, which you see other people like literally lose, lose their businesses when someone changes an algorithm. Mm. You know, nobody sees their their content anymore whereas right. this it's there people can find it and it's you know it's free um and you know i love the fact then that your people in something like 35 40 odd countries have heard this whereas in say 30 years ago it would have just been people in the uk yeah or just near you who are near you. to your talk yeah 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 exactly your live talk yes. yeah yeah so that that's really cool that is um and yeah so have you, it just popped into my head now, have you got a list now, given that you can see how easy it is um, to pass on this information and give these amazing leaders this platform, have you got a list that is like people that you can um, contact relatively easily through your network? And do you have another list that you think, actually, internationally, I could reach all of these other people? Yeah, you have those that um, people have recommended or you've reached out to and they, they are interested. So I've got about sort of, 
40, 50 people in the wings that I can uh, I can get onto the show and we'll start to line those up. So mm. you need to prepare and line up a whole load more interviews. So I'm at sort of, I don't know, um, whatever stage I'm at, but, you know, uh, 40 to 50 of them so far. And I've got another sort of 30 lined up with certain dates when mm. I'm going to interview. And some days I might have three or four people. No, three probably is the most you can do. Yeah. So you'd be, need about an hour and a half to film them, interview them, get them settled in. Mm. Um, so that's lined up for the, for the future. Mm, very interesting indeed. Um, and did you find, a couple of last questions for you, did you, how did you transition out of the military? Was It was a question that I had. So once you knew that this was a calling that you had and you needed to, you set your intention, I need to do something about this, what were the next action steps for you and how was that transition? Yeah. Uh, transition wasn't difficult for me at all because I deliberately sort of prepared the way I was thinking about it a couple of years before I left. Did my MBA um, at Harvard? I, uh, no, I, I did it through the Open University, which is a really oh, good okay. way of doing. Because yeah. I was the chief of staff of a, a huge brigade of about uh, twenty thousand people, so it was a massive brigade, mixture of civilians and military and reserve officers, um, and that was full on, very busy. But I was I was doing my Open University study in the evenings and the weekends. Um, and I knew that I wanted to go into say, management consultancy to begin with, mm-hmm. um, working with people. But then as I got into PricewaterhouseCoopers, which was my first job, um, this new thing, coaching, came up. I went, wow, this sounds cool. What's this? Like, hmm. you, 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 you're interested in people. You listen to them. You ask them great Socratic questions. They work out how to solve their own problems. You challenge them a bit. Wow, this sounds cool. And you get paid to do this? Mm. Um, this sounds like the best thing ever. And, and it has been. It's been like uh, just such a, such a hell of a journey. Yeah. And is it, uh, I could imagine, the people you've met? Oh, it's, it's, it's a real privilege. Some just fascinating people. And both in the military, particularly in the military, when I was uh, assistant to the head of the army, uh, we got to meet, you know, Maggie Thatcher, the Queen, various other people. Don't think mm. I'll interview the Queen, but uh, she's a, bit, <laughs> a bit too busy. There might be a guy called Harry. I might better try and interview him sometime. <laughs> he would be good. He'd be cool. He'd be very cool. Um, I love what he's doing with the um, Invictus Games yeah. as well. Yeah, no, he, I just, I just find uh, it very interesting. Mm. And William too, really. Yeah. Very good. Um, and interested to know from yourself, any commonalities that you, you pick up with your guests and that you might have implemented yourself, like kind of daily habits that you think have changed, been game changers. Yeah, they might only be small tweaks, but they've made over time kind of big ripples, big differences to, to your life. Yeah, I, I've really got a number of uh, daily habits, sort of, but the, the main ones are what I call the bookends or mm. um, so the end of the day before sleep and the start of the day. Uh, and I have a sort of to-doist app where I, I can just tick off when I've done these various things, whether it be uh, when I get up and I read the Daily Stoic um, or I, I might do my gratitude journal um, and then I'll do a bit of yoga stretches and then I do um, 58 press-ups, which is my age now, <laughs> in different, different sets of press-ups um, uh, and then some some stretches and things and then breakfast and some supplements and the day begins. So you sort of begin on a high because mm. routine does make a huge difference yeah i heartedly agree with you yeah fitness and, and well-being mental mm. as well as physical yeah, yeah but I've, I've tweaked mine this year 2020 but I, i'm the same as you like bookend the day if you get that right you know 
all kind of merry hell can reign in between but if you start and finish with with the yeah, intention that's that's the that you can control you can control it yeah yeah the rest is un- uncontrollable it is um and, and last question to you um coming back to inspiring leadership or two questions really um who would be your inspiring leader of choice yeah um, and any tips that you could offer to aspiring leaders who, who are listening to this show um various ages as you know who who do listen to the show both sexes but people who have um other you know started a business as the founder um and trying to steer the ship from you know startup to scale up uh, and those who are thinking of you know ditching the day job and going full-time on the yeah. side hustle well a, a interesting number of questions there with different different replies but if i if i picked the person who really has inspired me made such a difference in my life would be my mother um so there she was 35 year old widow uh, with three boys under the age of nine and i was three and you know she really brought us up with some very clear values she's very kind she was a big philanthropist she had so little i mean we began living in the caravan to begin with off a, a naval airfield because she married too young to get given an army, a, a Navy quarter. Hmm. Um, but, but she'd do, she lived by her values. So we'd have little old ladies who'd come for Sunday lunch and on the way back from church, she happened to see this woman who was looking a bit down and out and dirty and she'd, she'd say, what, what, where, where are you eating lunch? She said, well, I haven't got any lunch. She said, well, come and have lunch with us. And so they'd be a bit smelly and the, you know, they had been living a bit rough, but they'd come and have lunch with us. Uh, and then also she'd do things like Amnesty International, where she, she'd be in a cage dressed in rags as a prisoner uh, on a float, in one of those floats no with galas. And, and I was sitting there on the wall with my friends watching. And my mother went by and went, ah, that's my mother. <laughs> she's, oh, my goodness. She, she's, you know, in chains as someone, because she was supporting, you know, making mm. a difference for Amnesty. So, yeah. so that's why Lee and I, my wife and I, um, do, do so much for our own charity, the Inspiring Leadership Trust, for vulnerable women who've been through abuse, modern day slavery, county lines from the drug dealers. It's, it's a real problem. So mm. we're doing work with the Home Office, Serious Organised Crime in Liverpool, Grimsby, and, and also abroad in places like Africa. I, I was going to finish up on that funnily enough, but you've beaten me to it, asking about a charity. And if people want to find out first more about the charity and then secondly yourself, uh, what reference points would you send them to? Yeah, so the Inspiring Leadership Trust is, is a charity. You could find that on the internet. Um, certainly through dropping a note to me on, on LinkedIn, I'll happily direct people to that. I'm doing a triathlon on the 5th of April, if anybody feels like sponsoring me. Um, mm-hmm. Money goes directly to the charity to help these vulnerable girls. And so I'll be trying to raise as much as I can. So please back me up and I'll direct you to well uh, done. Just Giving. Have you done one before? Done a triathlon? I thought you had. Ever since I was... Um, when did I start? Since this is my eighth, so when okay. I was fifty, I oh no, when I was fifty-two, this is my sixth. Um, I, I said I'd do one each year for the charity, raise as much as I can. I tend to raise between two and three grand a year, um, and it's just a people need a goal, don't they? You, you, you yeah. got a goal. You give yourself a goal. You're a constant goal. Teleological, we're called, and so I, I find it's a good goal. And now this year, my wife's joining me, so Lee's going to do oh, one too. Awesome. And so it's. I wish uh, you both very well. We'll get ourselves fit for that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. It's great. Great being on your show. And congratulations for all you're achieving. Thank you. So, Jonathan and I met up in London recently. Um, he wanted 
to interview me for his Inspiring Leadership podcast. And I wanted to invite him onto this Screw It, Just Do It show as well. So um, I found the whole experience quite cathartic, actually. And I talked about things in his podcast um, that I don't think... I've ever shared publicly, actually, things from my childhood, my family. Um, He clearly has uh, a knack, a a skill for uh, getting people to get things out, I suppose, um, to share, um, to learn from those experiences as well. Um, Clearly, a skill without a shadow of a doubt. Um, for me, Jonathan and I started off as um, me helping him with his podcast as a client, then becoming a student on my podcast course, and then um, becoming a firm friend. And I didn't know all of his stories. We've only met up twice, although we spoke many, many times on the phone. Um, I didn't know the story, for example, you know, if his friend getting blown up by a roadside bomb on his first day at work, Jesus, um, I thought I'd had a bad first day at work when I was the uh, first day after university when they uh, got me, uh, I was on a management training scheme at Peacocks and I spent eight hours hanging up um, pants in their store. And the next day I delivered my um, handwritten resignation letter. I thought that was a bad day at work, but getting blown up by a roadside bomb, that's definitely got to take the biscuit. Um, Amazing story how he found his true calling, helping inspiring leaders, uh, coaching CEOs, which he is now doing, uh, and the impact his father uh, passing away when he was just a young boy, age three, and then inviting his father's friends um, to lunch to find out more about what he was like as a man. That's um, such a powerful story. Um, yeah, it kind of blew me away, to be honest with you. That that was um, a hell of a story and re- really well told as well. So um, I think without a doubt that, um, you know, if, um, if you're a, a CEO and you're looking to improve as a leader, then you could do far worse than um, speak to Jonathan and see if it's a good fit, uh, him and yourself for his coaching services. And, you know, he coaches CEOs from really big blue chip companies through to um, scale up and successful startup businesses. So worth the conversation. And um, I'm just glad to have been part of his journey, helping him share this message by broadcasting it to a, to a wider audience over 30 countries now. Um, and, you know, I find it fantastic to see my students, clients, friends get that kind of success because I know how um, amazing this has been for me personally on this podcasting journey and, and everybody that I've helped, um, it's had a huge impact on and, um, you know, I know what my mission here is to help more and more people do the same, to share my knowledge, um, and, you know, show how this platform can really magnify your message, whatever your message, whatever your mission is. And Jonathan is clearly doing that hands down. So, um, my respect goes out to him. 
If you found value in this free podcast, all I ask is that you tell somebody else about it. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social tagging me in the screw it, just do it hashtag. But if you do, I promise to give you a shout out on a future episode and you have my eternal thanks. I'm at Alex Chisnell on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook, plus at Alexander Chisnell on Instagram. Alongside the Screw It, Just Do It Facebook page, this houses the Screw It, Just Do It community and has the most up-to-date information on all things Screw It, Just Do It, including all of our live events. I love hearing from you if you either message me on LinkedIn or email alex at screwitjustdoit.org. I promise to reply. Just give me a little time. <laughs>